Life is about core memories, creating moments with your friends, with your kids that you guys will never forget. And we have one right in our backyard here, Atlanta United. I can't stress this enough to you guys. If you haven't gone, it is the most spectacular sports event in Atlanta. The crowd is wild. They never sit down. It is electric. It is an amazing event each and every week. And the games are right down the street. It is Atlanta. Go online. Get your tickets today. ATLUTD.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The Burt Show. I think December is like feel like a slug month. <laughs> I mean, it's only, what, December, what today? 11th. 11th today. I feel like such a slug. All the drinking and all the food in the last two weeks. Nice little plump slug. Oh, I'm thick. <laughs> a nice little bloated slug. <laughs> you guys feeling it already? Oh, yeah. It's the Damn. holiday, yeah. Absolutely. It's a holiday cushion. God. Hmm, holiday cushion. Yeah, it's a little, like it's a little holiday <laughs> cushion. That's all that is. Uh-huh. All right, you guys do some shopping this weekend? Did you go into malls? Are you fighting that retail battle? Or if you're working retail, you're starting to feel it, right? People are getting all stressed out. They need, I need this gift for my kid. I want it. I need it. And they stress you out. Intentions are high. Do not yell at your customers. Yell on the Burchos retail vent line, which is 404-954-1360 from the weekend. It's the most wonderful time of the year. So I like discounts just as much, if not more, than the next person. And I have the reward app that goes with your unnamed big box store. So maybe it's a good idea to tell your employees, maybe give them an idea of what the deals are for the day. So when I have 40% off of these name brand building blocks that normally cost me an arm and a leg, I want my discount. And I don't want you to tell me that I'm wrong over and over as the app fails to work before you call a manager over because you don't know how to do math. Nobody assumed making minimum wage that you knew how to do math. Math, but you do need to be able to run the POS system. For the love of God, if you're an Uber Eats or DoorDash driver, please stop parking in the handicapped parking spot just so you can be a lazy mother and come in and pick up the damn order. And I swear to God, if I see somebody doing this again, I'm going to absolutely slash three of your tires so that way you can't even go, ah, sh- I'm getting pulled over. Damn it. I am a retail <laughs> Christmas elf. And all of y'all are going on the naughty list. Leave Jesus alone. We understand that he has a PP, but we don't need you to inform us that Jingles has a PP, nor do we need you to show us that Jingles has a PP. But leave him alone. That I don't. I hope Jingles can have kids again. What the hell? What happened in the second one? The, the, well, the second one, she was getting pulled over at the end. No, the handicap one. Yeah. What did he say? Oh, about the Uber Eats? Yeah, not parking, like Uber Eats not parking. And then at the very, very end, they're like, oh, crap, I'm getting pulled over. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) All right. right. If you want to use our vent line, look, this goes both ways. 404-954-1360. Give us a call today and leave a message. All right. You know what? Maybe it's not so awful being single around the holidays. Maybe it's not so 
terrible being single at all. Oh, well, Abby's not single anymore, though. She's got a man. Yeah, I've got a nice blow-up man named Kevin. <laughs> hey, babe. He's yeah. been real quiet this morning, but it's fine. You wore him out oh, this week. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think it was me. I think it was Tommy. <laughs> Haley gave her her boyfriend uh, over the weekend at our holiday party. Yep, he's a nice little blow-up doll, so he's just going to follow me around until he uh, <laughs> eventually disintegrates into the earth. He's a nice plastic man. But yeah, I created a top ten list of all the things I did enjoy about being single before me and the love of my life, Kevin, got together. <laughs> and we broke it up into two parts. So we already did the first five where I talked about how I love being able to travel wherever I want, whenever I want. I also get to eat whatever I want for dinner. I can have girl dinner. I have total control of my money. I have the space to be a to be a hot mess, both physically and emotionally. And my future is a blank canvas. So this is the part two. And because I think this is the latter half, I think these are more of like the intrusive thoughts ones. Because <laughs> I think people in relationships might be a little triggered by number one. <laughs> so my first one is that <laughs> I don't have to worry about holidays or give up vacation days to hang out with a family that I don't like. <laughs> hey, <that's real. laughs> you just hit 75% of our listening audience. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was thinking about the next two weeks that we're going to have for the holidays. And I'm like, wow, it's so great that I get to go home for two weeks and I don't have to entertain somebody's mother-in-law that hates me. I get to bake cookies if I want. I can watch all the Christmas movies I want. I can do whatever I feel like. And it's not necessarily the whole family, obviously, that you're you're visiting. It's rarely that, right? But one relative can mess the whole chemistry up the entire holiday. I know. It's my biggest fear to marry into a family that uh, I just don't gel with. Because well, how are you going to look at your husband and be like, yeah, I just don't feel like visiting your mom this Christmas. You can't do that. Isn't it? It's like one of the things you literally can't do. Okay, the second one is a little bit more fun because I love being able to flirt with anybody who's available. I love going out to a nice bar, restaurant, and if somebody else is single, I love the the excitement and the rush of like, oh, like, this isn't going to go anywhere, but it's still fun to you know, have a little bit of sexual tension for about 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. It's so enjoyable. Keeps the gears going. Some people don't let relationships stop them from doing that. <laughs> <laughs> but I do. No, I ain't going to be good. no homewrecker. <laughs> uh, the third is I don't have to worry about anybody ruining my sleep schedule. Mm -hmm. I hate getting woken up in the middle of the night, woken up earlier than I want to. I don't got no losers. <laughs> alarm clock waking me up to like third eye blind or whatever his alarm is going to be. Pulling the sheets off in the middle of the night. Oh. Exposing you to the cold. Expo exposing me to the elements in my apartment that I set at a toasty 74. Have you guys ever been with somebody where there's almost like uh, a close to sleep fight going on all night long? Where the sheets or the blanket goes on one person and then you're pulling it on you and it goes on all night long all the time? Well, it... it it happens occasionally, but it doesn't happen often. And I'm the one that steals the top blanket from my husband. But I don't even know how I managed to do that. I've, I've been there. It's a, it's a fight every night. And no matter how big the bed is, for some reason, she is right next to me all the time, all night. I have never understood why people haven't done the life hack of just purchasing two separate blankets. Mm -hmm, like, I've you're already that. sharing the bed. It's already an intimate moment. Uh -huh. Get your own blanket. Right. <laughs> Problem solved. I don't know. Because there is that possibility of rolling over in the middle of the night and feeling skin on skin. And that's cool. But then if you're you like... can't have it both ways, Pod. I know. <laughs> what do you want here? <laughs> Too skin or warm. <laughs> okay, the next one is, I love when I come home and I'm just not like a chatty mood. Maybe it's been a weird day or I just want to like, I don't know, veg. I love that I don't have to come home and make small talk. Mm -hmm. How was your day? I don't know. <laughs> I did the same thing. I talked to the radio, <laughs> and then I went to Orange Theory. 
I think it's especially hard with our schedule also because we do this for a living. And when we get home, there's just, we, we're out of words, mm-hmm. right? So the amount of time to talk to us in our relationships, the window is really small because then we go to bed early and you don't want to get into in-depth conversation before you go to sleep. Dating us sucks. Especially when you have a partner that works from home and they haven't had any human contact or yes. conversation all yeah. day. It's, yeah, it's tough. I, I just need to talk to an adult. <laughs> yeah. right, no, find another one. <laughs> Choose another adult. And the last one, I'll end on a sentimental note. I really love that I have time to focus on my friendships. I spent all weekend hanging out with my new gal pals. We went to get Mexican food. We went to brunch and then I went to our holiday party and I'm making plans for, you know, later this week. I love that I get to prioritize relationships that aren't necessarily romantic. I'm very happy at that point in my life that um that I'm just focusing on on the girlies and Good doing you. all the girly fun things. Good so for you. that's my top ten. Embrace it, girl. Embrace it. The Burt Show. All right, Kristen, the stakes were high in the family, especially going into the holidays, and here you are causing tension between your brother right before the holidays. That's what I do. We had a very special sibling court this past week where my brother wants the sleigh my dad built for his front yard decoration, but I want the sleigh that my dad built to put in our front yard for our Christmas decoration display. Now, um, I clarified this with Bert last week. It's not an actual rideable sleigh. It's just like a, a, a wooden decorative sleigh, right? And I have fond memories of this sleigh sitting in our the front yard of our home growing up. Mom put these giant presents in it. Um, and it was just, it was one of our Christmas decoration staples at our house that my dad built. Core memory. With his own two hands. I sent a text to my mom Friday during the show. Do you have a pic of Morgan and me in front of the sleigh dad built? Thinking it would add to everybody going online to vote if you could see said sleigh. And then she responded with a text that rocked my world (laughs) and has me now doubting everything from my childhood. Uh Because it's all a lie. If you have something you believed... And even like going into adulthood, you thought something of your childhood, and then your parents are like, "No, that doesn't happen." One eight five five Burt Show eight five five two three seven eight seven four six. Mom's response: Probably, Poppy built that for a Christmas party at the clinic, and we ended up with that. My dad didn't build the sleigh. Oh. Hold on a second. Ooh. Hold on. This is not. Poppy First of all, who's Poppy? Poppy was this sweet old man. He was always old, as as long as Morgan and I knew. You know what I mean? Like like, like, like Morgan Freeman. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) We met him. He was old. I think he outlasted my dad. Like He was just always old. And so Poppy worked at the same place my dad. My dad oversaw plants and grounds of this medical facility. They had multiple buildings. And he oversaw all the guys that did repairs and stuff like that, right? And Poppy was one of the men, and the the clinic had a Christmas party, and apparently Poppy built this. Now, Mom goes on to say, Daddy might have helped him. I know there was one of you and Amanda, but I'm sure I have one of you and Morgan. And I'm over here like... (laughs) 
Brendan Pillsley. <laughs> now, hold on a second. Something's not adding up here because uh-huh. Uh-huh. your brother said he helped build the sleigh. I know. And you said, I watched you and dad build the sleigh. And I've listened to podcasts about this, how like you rewrite memories. Like it's so crazy how you... The story evolves over the years. And this is why, because it's on my my crime podcast talking about eyewitnesses, because eyewitnesses, they shouldn't get as much weight as they do because you misremember things all the time, right? And my brother and I must have just misremembered. And like, I can sit there. I can picture myself watching my dad putting this together. And I'm like, where did that come from? Mm -hmm. Is it possible that maybe you and your brother, two separate individual people who remember this being built, are maybe right? And maybe it's your mom who's misremembering? No, mom's right. Sorry. So once she said it, it was almost like you realize, like, I actually don't remember watching My mom's got an incredible memory. And if, like, Poppy built it for the Christmas party, Poppy built it for the Christmas party. I wanted it to not be true for you. No, I'm sorry. So your brother wasn't lying about saying that he helped your dad build it. That's just where he genuinely remembers. That's what he thinks. And I mean, like, this is a sleigh that you have to, like, you have to put some pieces together to set it up. But as far as like actually cutting it and painting it and all that stuff, nah, man, Puppy did that. Puppy did all the work. <sighs> hey, Nia, good morning. You too. It's a childhood memory that was completely inaccurate. Yes, good morning. Um, I am 40 years old, and my mother told us that our cousin Brian disappeared from my grandmother's house when we were little kids. Like, he got kidnapped. Showed back up three or four days later, wouldn't talk, wouldn't tell anybody what happened. My whole life, my sisters and I thought this is what happened to him. So last year, I'm in front of my kids at my parents' house telling my mom, you know, what happened to Cousin Brian? He's like, that never happened. We just told you girls that so you wouldn't, you know, leave the yard or talk to strangers. (laughs) (laughs) In that moment, it feels like such a gut punch. Like it's, It's something you've literally believed your entire life. And then all of a sudden, the rug gets swept out from underneath you. Good morning, Paige. You're part of the Bird Show. Hi. Hey, good morning. So my dad used to tell us the craziest bedtime stories. And once he told us, he used to be an archaeologist. And he discovered this ancient spider. And he named it after himself. It was the Arachna Patterson. And (laughs) we found out, I mean, I was like a teenager. When my little brother went to school one day for show and tell, he told his whole class about the Arachna Patterson. And our parents had to go in and explain to everybody that that wasn't true. And that never happened. Oh, damn. That hurts. It does. It really hurts. I think I told you guys before that my ex-wife's dad, when she was young, told her as a, because she grew up in Pennsylvania and in the hills, mountains of Pennsylvania, there are these deer crossing signs. And when she was young, her dad told her that the deer would look for the signs and that's where they would cross the street, (laughs) which she believed her whole life until she was in a car with a bunch of her sorority sisters at like 20 years old in college saying, hold, slow down. The deer might be crossing here. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, what? <laughs> she believed in her whole life. All right, so regardless of this new information, Cassie, we still need the results of the sibling court. Does my brother get my dad's sleigh or do I get my dad's sleigh? <laughs> Who gets Poppy's sleigh? Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, the grand winner of Poppy's sleigh that uh, Kristen's brother did not help build. Uh-huh. <laughs> is that 66% of the votes, an overwhelming majority. Your brother is an incredible dude. I'm sorry to him. Because you're getting the (laughs) smoke!
I beat the Marine? Yeah. I beat the firefighter? Yeah. I beat the man that gave my mom grandkids first? <laughs> you sure did. <laughs> Take the win, even though it's all based on a lie. I know, it's all a lie. <laughs> still going to enjoy it. The Burt Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. Time has named her the 2023 Person of the Year, but she's always been my Person of the Year (laughs) for like the last 15 years or so. I didn't know her before the age of eight, but I figured I would give everyone the Sparknotes version in my dissertation on what happened in Time's article where they recounted her entire discography and her career up until this point. And I know not everyone is as invested as me, so I thought I would give you the interesting little nuggets that you need to know about Taylor Swift from her Time Person of the Year article. Now, the first thing you're probably thinking if you're feeling a little bit uh, defiant about the fact that she got this award. I would like to let you know that she now has the highest grossing tour of all time. It's not even halfway over and she's already made $1.4 billion. It's probably going to make about $2 billion by the end of next year, which is when it's set to end. Elton John had the previous record, which was at $939 million, So he's out. And also the Wall Street Journal has reported that she has brought $5.7 billion to just the United States economy. That and she's on a global tour, so that's not even the other countries that she's uh, brought that money to. Now, the interview starts with her talking about her how her career almost didn't get started. So she was actually supposed to be an opening act for Kenny Chesney's tour. And I thought this was really interesting because I didn't know this about her at all. But she wasn't able to go on this tour because they had like an alcohol sponsor and she wasn't 18 or she wasn't 21. And you can't be on the tour if alcohol is sponsoring it. So she ended up getting kicked off the tour. She at that moment thought like my career is never going to get taken off. And Kenny Chesney ends up writing her a check that allowed her to be able to launch her career. She was able to pay her band. She got tour buses. And Kenny's actually quoted in the article. And he's like, I'm so glad everyone's able to see what I've always seen, which, you know, seems a little gratuitous. But so I thought about this this weekend that when it comes to Taylor Swift, if you're her PR people, because I know you talk about her quite a bit, which I totally respect. And I, for our audience, she's huge. Mm-hmm. Now I can't turn on a football game without seeing her. Um, <laughs> but I'm starting to feel like I'm reaching a saturation point with Taylor Swift. And the the challenge, I think, for her PR team is she's not really doing anything to mm-hmm. generate publicity except living her life. She's on tour. She's dating an NFL player. She's doing great work around the world. She's not doing anything to be in front of everybody. She's just Taylor Swift. So as a P- PR person, how do you say, like, you can't even say tone it down because she's not doing anything. <laughs> Stay in your house. Stay in house. Right? Yeah. That's the a blocks. way to live, right? Well, she. one of the interesting parts about this article is, like I said in the last eBuzz, is sometimes it's not exactly what she's saying, but what she's not saying. And she says that she will never go back to hiding herself away in this article, which seems like a little bit of a shot at her ex-boyfriend, Joe. She's like, I will never get that time back. I was locked away for six years and I'm not going back. I really want to um, discuss her calling Kim K to the carpet. Oh, I thought that was bold. Oh, what happened? Her, she said such an iconic quote. And I mean, she's talked about Kim K and and Kanye on multiple occasions, but I mean, she basically credited two of the worst things ever happened to her as the reason why she has this massive tour. And she said, trash takes itself. 
out every single time, mm-hmm. which is basically her saying that, like, I didn't even have to swing at Kim for her to be taken down. Yeah, How do we know that that was attributed to Kim? Because she, before it, she was talking about going after her enemies, right? And she's like, I don't bother going out after my enemies because trash takes itself out, right? So she that's really why she doesn't that. feel the need to comment on things. Um, but in this Time Magazine article, she talked about, like, the um, the takedown that Kanye and Kim did when Kim leaked that edited phone call between um, Taylor and Kanye. Because remember, Taylor was, Kanye placed her in a song and called her the B word. And it was, like, a whole thing. And Taylor spoke out about it. And then Kim's like, what are you talking about? You approved this. And it was, like, a whole thing. And she she doubled down in this Time Magazine article. And she's like, no. Like, this was, this was a, like, a, um a plotted takedown and was one of the worst times of my life. And I hid myself away from a year because mm-hmm. I was, I was so hurt. And she talks about that. I mean, she mentions how she went down a psychological path that she had never been before. And it's so interesting how even Taylor Swift, one of the most successful people of all time, you can be your worst critic and think everyone's talking about you when they're not. Mm-hmm. Except for now, everyone's literally talking about her. <laughs> and she thought that it was like a career death for her. And I remember when she came back and she brought out Reputation was the album um, that was that came out after that whole scandal. And I was like, oh, Taylor's just been gone for a little bit. She's back. But she thought like her career was over and really internalized that and felt like she would never have a comeback after it. Yeah, I've said this a trillion times on this show that I don't know why people would sign up for this kind of celebrity. I think it feels intoxicating from the outside looking in. But I mean, even just having a a radio show like this, look, we're on the the ground floor of celebrity, right? (laughs) The lowest common denominator. We're in the basement, baby. We're in the basement. (laughs) (laughs) But when even when... And we're out in public at a bar or whatever. We've got kind of our head on a swivel because we don't know who's going to be watching or whatever locally. For Taylor, there is no place to run and no place to hide. I don't know why anybody would sign up for that. The money. She's a billionaire now. That's a good reason. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Would you? For a billion? For a billion dollars, there's no place in the corner of this earth you can go without being recognized. I'll be fine. I'll yeah. figure it out. Uh-huh. I yeah, will, a billion I, dollars? Yeah. I'll cry on my yacht. Yeah, <laughs> I'll figure it out. Here's the thing. She'll always be an icon, but like if she wanted to go away tomorrow and not be seen for five years, yeah. no one would care after right. five years. And you get to be a billionaire. All right, the internet's least favorite comedian, Matt Reif, now has some beef with a six-year-old. I'll tell you why he's going after the kid. <laughs> in the comments on your next Evos on The Burt Show. Go get him, Matt. The Burt Show. Told her that her boyfriend has no idea that her quote unquote uncle is actually her sugar daddy. All right, if you missed that story, of course you missed it because it's on our bonus content. And you haven't signed up for bonus content yet? You said you want more? We got more. Stuff you won't hear during the big show right here at thebirdshow.com slash bonus BS. All right, let's get an update here from Chelsea. Who is Chelsea, Kristen? Chelsea's who we did texting tutor last week. Um, She has a friend that has turned into an entrepreneur and has started her own catering business. There's just one problem. She can't cook. It's called crappy food catering. (laughs) According to Chelsea, (laughs) the food is lackluster at best. Um, It's... She explained one dish, it's soupy lasagna, and nobody wants soupy lasagna. (laughs) But um, she was talking with her friend and passing about their holiday Christmas party, and her friend was like, oh, 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 let me cater it. And Chelsea was like, oh, okay. Didn't think she's like, you know, I'll sweep this under the rug. No, friend hits her back. Friend really, really wants to cater her company Christmas party, Chelsea's company Christmas party. And so Chelsea was like, I need to figure out a way to let this chick know that she cannot cater our company Christmas party. I do not want everybody getting food poisoning on on my watch. So we, I, I thought this was going to be easier than it actually was. So we start texting Chelsea's friend saying, hey, so sorry. 
The boss wanted to take some stuff off my plate. His wife has a friend who's a caterer. She's going to cater the party instead. I am so sorry, um, but you're not going to be able to do it. And the friend fought back, man. She was like, can't you go back to your boss and ask your boss, like, and tell your boss? She said she had already bought some equipment, and we tried to spin that. Like, well, you know, this is just the universe setting you up for another big opportunity. You're going to need that equipment anyway if this is the business you're going to pursue. And, yeah, the friend was just having a really tough time swallowing the fact that, much like her food, she wasn't (laughs) going to be able to cater this Christmas party because she was also banking on that cash for the holidays. Hey, Chelsea, good morning. Good morning, guys. How are you? Good. All right. So my prediction here, based on our texting, your friend there, was that she was fighting with you over the weekend to get this catering job back, I'm guessing. Something like that. Yeah. I mean, I was really hoping that I wouldn't, that I would have like a simple update, but unfortunately I don't. Um, She's not taking my calls. She hasn't returned any of my texts. I mean, it, it, it's like uh, she uh, she unfollowed me on on Facebook. Whoa! Oh wow! Really? That's a lot. And, and, and IG, I, I, on IG, I can't even find her account. Like Nothing. I understand her being like bummed and upset for a gig that she's, but to like take it to that extent. Well, let's let's play yeah. Doctor Phil here for just one second. This isn't about Chelsea at all. No, it's this not. is her being frustrated in her new career, right? And her using you as the outlet for her to be a victim. So you turning her down is hitting her at a much deeper level, right? Like, this isn't working out for me. And Chelsea is the one. And she's the reason why this isn't working out for me. And that's why she's doing it. It has nothing to do with you. Wow. Psychology major. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that was deep. Well, a lot of Dr. Phil. I You've been to enough therapy yeah. sessions to know. Yeah. My mom was a therapist and it was contagious. It, it does sound like she's projecting. Has she ever overreacted to things like this before? Or is this no, new for her? Yeah. But, but, you know, since I've never been the, I've never been the target. Yeah, you know, it's, so, it's it's way easier for people to put their lack of success on other people rather than themselves. Facts. Um, and I, it makes me wonder, because we tried to do this as gently as possible without telling her, you know, your food isn't really up to the standard of this, com- like this Christmas party. Like, what the hell would have happened if we told her, like, her food sucks? She probably would have ran away uh, just like that lasagna. (laughs) (laughs) Chelsea's like, I needed that. (laughs) Well, then she would have had a reason to, like, cut her off and stuff like that. Oh, Chelsea's being rude, said my food sucks, right? I mean, I know we lied and stuff, but she doesn't know that. You ever think about... you probably would have just said that it was only like that day that everybody else, you know, is always praising her food mm-hmm. and that that's why she have this business. I mean, you know, that her ego was not going to take that. I that my opinion for her, you know, lasagna was enough reason to not do a right. whole catering party. So let's let's circle back to my misguided definition of what a best friend is, because that's what you said. Best friend, right? Yeah. Well, no, no, no. Well, you know, she's in my circle. She's in my inner circle. Okay. She's not not just somebody I know. She's in inner circle. All right. Then never mind. Because I was going to say, if this is your best friend at some point or another, like my best friend should be able to tell me like, dude, you know what? This radio thing is not going to work for you, man. You're just really not good at it. And me know that it's at least coming from a good place because I know he loves me and it's not coming from anything but that. But if this is just a friend in your group and not your best friend, yeah, let it go. It almost feels like she might have been looking for a reason because I get like needing some time. But to go out your way to block somebody on multiple social media, it's well, just, yeah. that seems like a lot. Yeah, but, but in fairness... 
you know, I'm not, I'm not standing up for her, but I'm seeing her side. You know, she put out a lot of money buying this equipment, even though she got it at a deal on Facebook Marketplace, she still put out a lot of money. And because she put out a lot of money, there's something else I need to tell you that happened over the weekend. What Guys? Ha- what happened? Mm-hmm. I, I got a Venmo request <gasps> for $650. How much? How much? $650. Uh-uh. Whoa. For what? For like all the equipment she bought for this party? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, just decline it. You can decline. Yeah, I mean, the friendship's over already. Well, <laughs> you didn't block me. You didn't give this money. <laughs> God, no, it's just, I haven't, I haven't touched it, you know, kind of like how she hasn't touched my last text. I mean, how we, how we didn't touch the last text. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I'm, it's just sitting there, but, you know, I feel badly. I really do. I, I didn't even realize she spent that much. I was thinking more like, you know, oh, she bought some equipment on Facebook Marketplace, you know, $250, $300. I wasn't expecting it that she spent $650. That's a lot. And I feel bad, but I I, I don't know. I mean, I, 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 I can't give her $650. No, don't, not now. don't even entertain also, the idea. If she's really going to go forward with this catering business, why should I pay completely for her equipment? Yes, you know, yes. but I'm torn. I'm torn. Don't guys. be torn. You don't over. You don't even over sixty five cents. Yeah, that's exactly how I feel because when we were doing texting tutor with you, you said that she wanted to start this company and this was a big deal for her because it was like her first opportunity. So I don't understand why she's now forcing you to pay for all this equipment that she would have bought anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you you are being used as the victim here, all right? And she spent the $650. She doesn't have anything on the books yet um, for, to cater anybody else, which she would have never had anyway. Um, you don't know her thing. It's ridiculous. She wants to blame somebody else for her mistake. Right. Um, there wasn't a contract in place. It was just um, an agreement in passing. She got overzealous and excited. And, I mean, I, I don't want to blame her for that. But this is on her, not on you. And if this is a business she's going to pursue, she's going to need this stuff anyway. I think she's just mad. And honestly, Chelsea, I would I would decline the request. Of course. Absolutely. Especially since she's gone out of her way to unfollow you on Facebook and Instagram. Here, Michael here. Um, might not really agree with any of us here. Hey, Michael, good morning. Hey, hey. Yeah, look, if, if she had to dish out this amount of money to even be able to do this gig, she should have been up front and honest and said, hey, I got to spend this money. Are we sure we're going to do this? Uh, you know, this is an investment. Sure. Now, if she's wanting that Venmo payment, you got the money to do it. I know it's wrong. Do it and then ask and then go get the uh, the merchandise. Nah, I wouldn't even touch it. You'll never get that. What? I wouldn't even touch nah, it. She ain't going to do that, but, you know, you want to be petty, be petty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Chelsea, don't feel bad about this. I don't know. I, I was thinking of like, should I, should I reach out to her I, and tell her, you know, sell it on Facebook Marketplace? No, no. She's ignoring you anyway. Like, you know, I was thinking like, if she sells it on Facebook Marketplace, and then whatever, you know, whatever she can get for it, if she doesn't get the full six fifty, maybe I can reimburse her the difference. Trying to I mean, fix I other do. people's problems aren't going to get you anywhere. <laughs> yeah. nope. Good person. Let this go. You owe her nothing. Your conscience owes her nothing.
I do feel bad for her. I know. I do feel bad for her, but no, girl. Uh, Yeah, okay. I don't. (laughs) (laughs) If you're looking for somewhere to celebrate, whether it be a birthday or a graduation or anniversary, may I recommend an Atlanta United match. So my husband and I just celebrated our seventh wedding anniversary. He is a massive Atlanta United fan. So of course, we decided to go to a match at Mercedes-Benz Stadium and had the best time. I'm telling you, if you're a super fan, if you're a casual fan, going to an Atlanta United match is a great way to celebrate. My husband got to watch a great match and I got to enjoy delicious wine. And I also may have gone to the team shop and got myself a new sweatshirt. I'm very excited about my new Atlanta United sweatshirt. (laughs) And kudos to Atlanta's fan base because every time we ride Marta to go down to a match, it is packed full of people wearing their Atlanta United gear. Visit atlutd.com for tickets and also for the match schedule. That's atlutd.com. Are you looking for excitement in Atlanta? Well, you got it right down the street at Mercedes-Benz. That's where Atlanta United plays. And I've been telling you for years, it's one of the most exciting nights that you will have with your family. Soccer is different. It's just different than going to a football game, baseball game. There is no downtime. I mean, the excitement lasts the entire game at an Atlanta United match. And it doesn't even matter if you're really, really into soccer or not. I'll tell you one way to get into soccer. Just go to one Atlanta United game and you will get caught up in the excitement so much that you'll become a lifelong fan. I'm telling you this right now. I love bringing my son Hollis there. I love bringing his friends there. I know it's going to be a safe family event, and I know I'm going to walk out of there. I got some memories now with my kids. So don't look any further. You got one of the best soccer teams in the country right here in our own backyard, Atlanta United. Just give it one try, Atlanta United. You can always get your tickets at atlutd.com. Get it. The Bird Show. I don't like to talk in generalizations, but I know this is fact. Fact, and maybe it's... The women that I'm picking. I have never, ever dated a woman that has been prompt. <laughs> Not one time. Always late. Me either. Always late. Um, and always creating tension. That said, I am really curious. First of all, are you guys like, you're late all the time, right? Because of Bart, not because of me. Mm. It's my husband. No, I swear to you. I was yesterday to leave to go to the Christmas party or Saturday to go to the Christmas party. I was sitting in the car. I had Jimmy in the back seat strapped in mm-hmm. with his um, tablet going. And we were both sitting there waiting on Bart okay. to come outside. It's He knows this. His time management sucks. I love him. And he's the one that always makes us late. And I'm the one that's always on edge because I hate being late. New friend or a unicorn. Cassie? I'm always late, but that's because creatively mm-hmm. intelligent and successful okay. people yep. often are <laughs> late. Abby? Well, just call me the most uncreative and unsuccessful <laughs> person who ever did walk the planet because I, who wouldn't, I'm early. I'm the yeah. person sitting in my car waiting for an appropriate time to go in because I'm so embarrassingly early. When somebody does finally mm. make me their girlfriend, I'm going to be the best one because we always got to okay. be on time. All right. I have dated nothing but women that are time blind, like. Stevie Wonder. <laughs> wow. Time block. Okay. And Mo is having to deal with this, and it came to a head this weekend. It did. And um, everybody on the bus witnessed it. Um, Abby was there. <laughs> and so, yes, my, my lady is like, that's just not her thing, man. She cannot be on time. I'm sorry. It's just not. 
her thing. I, I don't know what it is, no matter what time we start, no matter how early she knows what time we have to be somewhere. We are always going to be 15, 20 minutes mm. late. And and I do not like being late. Like, it drives me crazy. I can't stand it, especially in situations where you know that people are waiting for, for you or waiting for something to happen. I do not like that. Do you think it's because the older you get, the more precious time is? And it's just disrespectful to everybody else's time. Well, that's for, what it is. For me, for me. it's two different things. Um, if I'm dating somebody that's late all the time, I, actually, it doesn't bother me unless... There are other people waiting or it's business related. And then it's like, look, this train's got to leave without you because this is business. And that's exactly where I found myself over the weekend because I told her, I'm like, listen, this is not one of those times where we can be 10, 15, 20 minutes late and it's cool. We got a hard end because we have to be there at four so that people are not waiting for us so that we can leave on the bus. And it's business. This is not just like an outing for us. This is my work. We have to, like, we can't be late. Let me just add one thing here, just for some context. Mo lives 100 yards from where the, bu- <laughs> from where the bus was picking everybody Fence. up, right by the radio station. <laughs> he literally walks to work every single day. He was the closest of everybody that was going to be on that bus. Mo and his girlfriend were the closest. And because I overthink everything, that crossed my mind. I'm like, we definitely can't be late when, when I, I'm the one who you lives. You can see five, the bus yes. from your apartment. It's in my backyard. Like, how are we going to be late? When the bus is in the backyard for us. So I'm watching it. I'm watching the time get closer to 4. I'm like, it's 320. It's 330. It's 3:40. I keep yelling this to her in the bathroom, right? Like every 10 minutes to try to keep her on time. And she's like, okay, we're fine. We're fine. We're fine. But I'm, I've seen her get ready enough to know mm-hmm. when you're not going to be ready in 20 minutes. So finally, I come to her and I'm like, you're not going to be ready, are you? And she, And she's like... I could tell she's in that moment, trying to put the makeup on. She don't like how the makeup look, and she's rushing. She can't find things. Now she's frustrated with me. Somehow all of this is my fault, even though we was supposed to, we knew we were supposed to be there for since the day before. And I'm like, oh. And you can't leave without her. So, well, here's Here the deal. Here we go. <laughs> Genuinely, as a man in this situation, I had no idea what I should do. This is just one of those times where I'm like, what, what do I do? Because... When she finally got to the point of accepting that she was not going to be ready, which was literally like now it's 10 minutes, right? It's a five-minute walk. So I'm, I got five minutes for us to figure out what's going on so that I can get to the bus. So I go, what do you want me to do? Like, just be completely honest with me right now. What do you want me to do? Do you want me to wait for you and we're just going to be late? And we take a cab instead of the bus? Mm-hmm. Do you do you want me to just go? Do you want, like, what do you want me to do? Do you want me to call and ask if they have an additional 15 minutes? Tell me what you want. Just go. No, that's, she didn't. I mean, said, okay, I said, I'm going to ask you this again because I know how this game goes. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to just go. I don't want to leave you. I'm fine if we have to take a lift to get there. Yeah. Now, I think in her mind, she knows that in my mind, I'll do it. But I'll be mad about it because I kept saying I don't want to have to get a lift. They got the bus for us. They made it convenient. Please be ready on time. Now, keep in mind, we got a little budget question here also because this was held at Tommy's house who lives way the hell out there. (laughs) So a lift... Which I took cost me $57 to get out there. Okay. <laughs> so there's yep. a budget problem going on here also. I priced the lift, and that's exactly what it would have cost. And then so and I'm like, of course, a part of me is like, I got to take this L, and now I got to pay for this lift that I wouldn't have had to have paid for. But fine. No worries, right? I'll do it. Not an issue. And she said to me, if it were anything else, then I would just say, wait for me, but this is your work. I don't want to come in between that. I don't want you to be late. Just go. I'll be fine. I said, do you want me to order you a lift so that it can get you and then you can meet me there? No, just go. 
Are you sure? <laughs> Are you sure this is what you want? No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's fine. Literally, just go. I'll be fine. No, she said fine twice. Abort, I did. I'm like, well, I gotta go. <laughs> so you left. So I left. <laughs> so I got to the bus. And, I, and Abby was like, so are we going to meet the lady? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's a game time decision. So luckily when we got there, uh, everyone wasn't there yet. And then um, I asked Amy if we had more time. And she said, yeah, we have more time because everyone isn't here. So I called her. I'm like, yeah, you got an additional 15 minutes. We're in overtime now. Can you make it? And she did end up making it. But before she got to the bus, I remember saying in the bus, um, Yo, she, she wasn't ready yet. I'm hoping that she can still make it, but I had to leave. And I feel like all of the women on the bus collectively was like, Mo, uh-huh. like, <laughs> how could you do that? And I was just like, what was I supposed to do? Like, it's wrong because, like, she was wrong. And so it, it, it's it's wrong to be mad at you when somebody was the other person did the wrong thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But yeah. no, you don't. You leave no leave no woman behind. Oh, yeah. I totally disagree with Kristen. Really? Totally disagree. Especially because it was work because it was work related. Exactly that. If it wasn't work related, that's fine. But it's sort of work related. She also gave him the option, right? And I'm guessing because most women will say even though they don't mean this in the beginning of the relationship, I will tell you exactly how I feel. You'll never have to second guess with me. (laughs) (laughs) What a bunch of crap that is. Um, So when she's saying, go ahead and get, go ahead. I understand, I understand, I understand. And he takes it. He absolutely did the right thing. But couldn't you also have done one of these where you texted Amy, who was in charge of booking the bus, and be like, hey, is everybody there yet? Do we still have, are we leaving right at four, or is there a little wiggle room? And then you could have stayed there with her and mm-hmm. walked her over. I should have done that. And I, and I didn't realize that I should have done that until I got there and realized that other people were late. Yeah. But in my mind, I just felt like that bus was leaving at four. Yep. And like I said, knowing that it's in my backyard, yep. I did not want to show up late and keep people waiting. Why does my dude here have to create more stress and make all these extra calls and stuff when she knew exactly what the call time was for the last 24 hours. I, so, I oh, know. should you hit Amy? Should you boo-boo? Do, 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 do? She knew the call time. Yeah, I don't think that would have made a difference because then here's what's going to happen in her girl brain. Girl math is going to kick into gear and all of a sudden, oh, I got an extra 15 minutes. And then the type of people who are typically late think 15 minutes now means 30 minutes. That's a fact. So when you showed up mm-hmm. without your lady, I really thought we weren't going to meet her. I mean, because I'm kind of a stickler for time too. I'm like, I kind of get where he's coming from. So I turned to Jackson and we we're like, let's get the popcorn out. If she shows up, it's going to be a bra. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, she was lovely and yes. she was so good with my two-year-old Jimmy. Thank so you. Great. I appreciate it. A little too good. I was getting nervous watching that happen. <laughs> I looked at Mo and I was like, yo, there's some serious baby fever happening behind you right now. He's like, I oh, know, don't mention it. <laughs> I've got more questions about this lateness thing that we can hit on maybe tomorrow because okay. y'all are grown-ass women. You know how long it takes to get ready at this point in your life. Facts. Right? Because she was probably focused on getting ready that entire time. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like she was stopping to watch football for 10 minutes and it got out of uh, control and then went back to start getting ready. She was working on it the entire time, The right? entire time, going at it. At what point do you realize how long it takes to get ready? You can't rush art, dude. <laughs> <laughs> We're not at We're saying just start your art early. That's all. <laughs> Picasso didn't need a deadline. <laughs> the Burt Show. 
time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. As a rule, comedian Matt Reif only has beef with the country's most vulnerable, <laughs> women and children. <laughs> so it's good to know that if Matt had been on the Titanic, uh, he would have been screwed because Matt was getting some heat for his most recent comedy special that took some shots at women. And there was one joke in particular that people were responding to on TikTok. And it was one about like Jupiter having a ring and one influencer, six-year-old, decided to have a comeback. This is from a user called Bunny on TikTok. Nothing to do with the stars, man. Just because Jupiter has a ring and you don't doesn't mean... It's Saturn rings and it has more also and you're mean to girls. <gasps> Who is that? That's, that was the influencer six-year-old. So Cute. I forgot that the joke was halfway cut out, but he was yeah. basically t- giving women crap for liking astrology and being like the planets have nothing to do with your relationship status just because Jupiter has a ring and you don't blah 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 blah. well a lot of people are coming at him because there are multiple planets with rings I guess Jupiter only has one ring and it's invisible so it was like a very mm-hmm. niche joke so Matt decided to get back at this six year old and he decided to spread some lies on the app he said something that we all know of course isn't true it's just a mean thing to upset a kid around Christmas he said Jupiter also has a ring and Santa Claus isn't real. Oh, Your mom buys you presents with the money she makes on OnlyFans. <gasps> oh, yay. You said Yo. that to a six-year-old? Yes, <laughs> on a public platform. What a piece of trash. Can you <gasps> imagine being so insecure and having such a fragile ego <laughs> that a six-year-old gets under your skin to the point where you try and actively ruin their childhood? <laughs> it's so mean. What a terrible person. It's not person. even mean. It's like... What a terrible, terrible person. <laughs> It is. It is trash. <laughs> trash oh. takes itself out every single time, which huh. we're going to find out. So he posted that in the comment section, wow. which is so random. And as far as I can tell, she's just like a regular fashion influencer. She's like, I'm not on OnlyFans. The heck? Actually, <laughs> 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 my Gucci money, Matt Rife. But yeah, so far, we, he's just coming after this kid for no reason. He's I mean, a low blow. There's no defending what he said. One, it's not true. Well, the OnlyFans thing is pretty funny. That's what I was laughing at. (laughs) (laughs) It's not true. But I think the lesson here, like, and she's an influencer who used her kid to, like, you know, call out Matt Rife, right? Right. If you're going to use your kid like that on social media Mm -hmm. to call out a national comedian, you best be prepared for a response. I'm not saying he's right. I'm not trying to, like, victim shame here. You just... Knowing him and his comedy, you knew what you were getting yourself in for by by c- trying to call him out with the whole ring thing. You poke the douche. It is a cheat code. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it is a cheat code, right? Because you clapping back at a six-year-old, right, wrong, and indifference is nasty work. Right? Right. It doesn't matter. It, really oh, it speaks volumes of the type of person he is that it he does. did that, for sure. The OnlyFans joke is far funnier than anything I saw on his, his last <laughs> yeah. Can we stop calling him a comedian because he's not funny? I would agree with that. <laughs> we just laughed at him, though. <laughs> All right, Kelly Ripa once had to return to work 90s after she gave birth and her stylist made a very uncomfortable remark about her body post-birth. Less than two weeks after giving birth, you're going to body shame her? Wow. Listen, I'm not an advocate for physical violence, but I would like one day, like in the Purge movie, not murder, not crime, but we can just line up people like this and Matt Rife and just punch them in the face with no consequences. (laughs) I, I, I don't disagree.
I don't I mean, know. It's one day out of the year. Yes, just yep. one. The anger that, and maybe it has to be by popular vote, right? Like, so everyone votes, does this person get punched in the face or not? <laughs> and then you can punch them. No, the I wardrobe person and Matt Reif, Rafe, whatever his name is, top of my list. I, I, I like where you're going with this. I think that mm-hmm. there should be one day where I could just be walking down the street and somebody hits me in the jaw. It's our answer to Boxing Day. Yeah. It's American Boxing Day. Yeah. <laughs> like you said, not killing or anything no. like that, but just one shot in the face. No damage. It could even just be a bitch slap. I would be down with that. That's bitch slap day. Bitch slap I like that. I ain't mad at that at all. It's national bitch slap day. <laughs> <laughs> you are brilliant. <laughs> I work here as done. I feel like Zuckerberg could make this a thing in the metaverse. I mean, think about mm-hmm. how much sales would skyrocket <laughs> oh, for those little eyeglass things. You just get to knock your worst enemies. Whenever a candidate comes out and says that they're going to make national bitch slap day, <laughs> I don't need to hear anything else about their platform. That is who I am voting for. That gets rid of daylight saving time. I don't yes. even care about that. Really? I couldn't care. This alone should be its own political party. Yes, I would. I'm, I'm a bitch slap yeah. <laughs> And the people vote for who gets slapped. <laughs> I like that. For more stories, head to the Burt Show podcast, wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. The Burt Show. Mo, are you a mentally strong woman? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I am. I don't think you are either. Uh-uh. I, so I saw this article, immediately clicked on it because I had to read it. 13 things mentally strong women don't do. Mm. I think sometimes we focus on the things you do and we get so burdened with having to do stuff. There's actually a laundry list of things that you should not do or that you don't do. And this is according to a psychotherapist and best-selling author. I found this on CNBC.com from Amy Morin. And when I, I always, I check out these lists and if the first couple don't like snag me, I'm like, this list is stupid. This is a good list. Okay. Was, yeah. I was like, all right, I'm on board with this. So again, 13 things mentally strong women don't do. So Cassie and Abby, go ahead and we'll we'll keep tabs with your fingers if you don't do these things, okay? It's like never have I ever. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Put a finger down. <laughs> Put a finger down if you don't compare yourself to other people. Put a finger down if I don't. Okay. Yeah. So measuring your happiness, wealth, and appearance against other people drains you of mental strength. The only person you should compare yourself is to the person you were yesterday. Ooh, facts. Well, I like she, that. she was better than me, so. Yeah, yeah I, I definitely compare myself to other people. Day. I missed who I was yesterday. All right. The next one. One, put a finger down if you don't insist on perfection. Mm-mm. Both, all the fingers are still up in studio. Yeah. I got some yeah. jazz hands going on. <laughs> so all those saying I'm a bit of a, of a perfectionist may feel like a badge of honor. True perfectionism will hold you back. Establish high expectations for yourself while also accepting that mistakes are part of the learning process. Mm. Oh, losers, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Just accepting the loss. loser mentality. All right, I think you both are going to put a finger down for this one, okay? You don't see vulnerability as a weakness. Oh. No, yeah. I definitely see it as a weakness. Are you serious? Absolutely. It's what our show is based on. We're vulnerable <laughs> every single day on the air. This is a safe space, but I think in like, for me, I have found little baggage in the real world. Like mm-hmm. just being vulnerable with people close to you is has not been great for me. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to put it down because I'm trying this new thing where I see the good in people, mm-hmm. even though it backfires every time. And I'm going to believe that vulnerability is actually going to make me a better, more interesting person. It says it takes strength to put yourself out there and risk being hurt. Whether you're the first to say, I love you, or you ask a question that might feel embarrassing, being vulnerable can be the key to forming healthier 
happier relationships. Okay. Mm. All right. Well, we have different definitions of vulnerable, so I'll go ahead and put a finger down then. Okay, yay. Okay, yeah, we have some fine. fingers down. There All right. you go. Next one on the list. You don't let self-doubt stop you from reaching your goal. Oh, yeah, that's a no for me, dog. I'm keeping them all up. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put a finger down for that. Yeah. I think I used to, but mm-hmm. now, no. Self-doubt is normal, and you don't have to let it stop you from pushing ahead. Your brain will doubt your competence, but don't believe everything you think. Oh, okay. Mm, yeah, mm-hmm. Abby, the longer you work, and I'm not talking about in this room, like in other industries I've worked with or people on the outside, you realize there are dumb people <laughs> in really high <laughs> positions of power. Like any, like other places I've worked, and I'm just like, okay, well, I'm way smarter than you and you're very high up, so we're good. And I think you'll you'll come to see that. And once you do, you're like, <laughs> I got this. Okay. All right, again, 13 things uh, mentally strong women don't do. Your next one is, put a finger down, if you don't overthink everything. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Uh, mm. Y'all overthinking it right now. You can't. No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Yeah, the fact that you all took a little too long to put that finger down, just leave it up, leave it up. Um, Ruminating, which is something I was so, so bad at it and was one of the reasons why I got on my anxiety medication. Ruminating has been linked to depression and it can prevent you from taking positive action. Engage in problem solving, but don't allow yourself to get caught into a cycle of thinking too much. Mm. Okay. All right, next. You don't avoid tough challenges. Hmm. I'm going to put a finger down for that. I think you should. Yeah. I'm realizing a lot of this stuff like I don't do anymore because I just stopped caring. And I'm not sure what that says about me. So you do avoid tough challenges? No, no no more because I just don't care. Okay, so you don't. So you put a finger down. You Mm -hmm. don't avoid tough challenges. Be willing to face your fears and step up to the plate. Challenge yourself to grow a little stronger every day and you'll build confidence in your ability to do hard things. Okay, I'm going to put a finger down, but mostly because this finger is starting to cramp. (laughs) 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 All right, next. You don't fear breaking the rules. Mm. Cassie, you cannot put a finger down. That's a tough one for Mm. me. What rule? Like if it's a written law rule, then I fear it. But if it's like a societal (laughs) rule, then F you. Let me read what she wrote. Whether it's an unwritten rule about gender norms or it's a job you're not quite qualified for, don't allow gender norms, societal expectations, and rules to stifle your growth. Oh, I'll put that down. That's fine. Yeah, Yeah, I'll put it down. This was, I was actually looking back on my Snapchat memories and I realized it was a year ago last week that I applied for this job. Oh. And I, I literally sent a text to my mom. I was like, I'm not going to get this job. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. All right, next. You don't put others down to lift yourself up. Oh, oh. Finger down. Finger down. Putting others down won't land you at the top of the pecking order for long. You'll only keep your position until someone puts you down. When you lift other people up and become a genuine cheerleader, you'll be more likely to succeed. All right, we just got a couple more left. You don't let others limit your potential. Yeah, finger down. Yeah. Don't let rejection or harsh criticism stop you. You don't need everyone else to believe in you as long as you believe in yourself. Mm. That's, what, that's what that one means. I'm a halfway on that because it depends on who's criticizing me. If it's a if it's a loser, I don't care. If it's like somebody I respect that's gonna if it's Bert, I'll be I'll be ruminating on that forever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, three more. You don't blame yourself when something goes wrong. Oh, I definitely blame myself. Yeah, I'll be blaming myself all the time. Acknowledge your behavior without blaming your character. Ooh. Ooh. 
right? Yeah, that's Ooh. good. That's good. What if my character's crappy? Well, then you have other issues. Other problems. <laughs> <laughs> Saying I made a say I made a bad choice rather than I am a bad person. It's key to helping you learn from your missteps. Yeah, I thought that. One I like that. Good. That's a good one. Um, next one. You don't stay silent. You definitely put a finger down, Cassie. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll read it for you so you can mm-hmm. ponder it. Choosing not to report an incident to the authorities or not standing up to someone who abuses their power doesn't mean you're weak. It's up for you to decide what's best for you, but staying silent can drain you of mental strength. Ooh, I'll mm. put a finger down. I'd like to think in the right situation I would stand up for whoever. Okay. You don't feel bad about reinventing yourself. Oh, oh I'll put a finger down. I love a good reinvention. Yeah. Um, it says, whether you make a complete career shift at age 30 or you redesign your life at age 60, it's important to engage in personal growth and pursue your dreams. I love you both. This is the last one. No, You're not going to put a finger down. Oh. You don't downplay your success. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I do be downplaying. Yes, you do. <laughs> I don't have any success. So. Yes, you do. <laughs> don't worry so much about looking arrogant that you refuse to give yourself credit for your hard work and your skills. Practice giving a simple thank you when you're complimented and share your success with others. Oh, yeah. Somebody said the coolest thing on Twitter the other day where it's like, I'm going to give you your flowers, but it's your choice whether or not you want to water them or not. Like, if you're going to accept it. Is that a beautiful quote? It is, because you always talk about it, because I got the flower thing from you about wanting to give people their flowers while they're still here. While they still smell them. Yeah. I love that. All right, it's the Bird Show. Thanks for listening. Get more Bird Show fix at thebirdshow.com or follow us on social media at The Bird Show.